Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Let's stand together. Good morning to those that are online. We have a King of glory, the God who is strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Let's sing and worship to him this morning. Turn our hearts to him in praise and in honor and in trust. Sing it out.
praise this morning. The one who rescues and comes through.
promise keeper, the light in the darkness. And I can't, can't help but think we, we can't just sing those words this morning and not go to him to cast our cares on him, to take it before him, whatever you came in, whatever was on your heart that was weighing you down. God is a way maker. God is a promise keeper. God is the light in that darkness. And so I just want to take a moment and just go before him in prayer. Begin in your heart to cast up those cares to him. that he has made for his children. Begin to go to him. Begin to be with him in prayer. Waymaker, Miri. 
Proverbs 3, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And I think that's a place we need to be this morning, just to trust in the Lord with all our heart. Your circumstance may say that it's impossible, but trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in Him with all your heart. Lean not on your understanding and your wisdom that says that's impossible because with God, all things are possible. And so we're gonna sing again that phrase that even when I don't see it, God, even when I don't see it, you're at work. You're working on my behalf as your child. Let's sing this out to Him. Even when, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Father God, we come before you this morning in awe of who you are. You are an amazing God who will never leave us or forsake us. I am reminded when you took the captives out of Egypt, Lord, you went before them in a cloud and you you provided a pillar of fire by night. And when they came up against the Reed Sea, Lord, you made a way. You spoke and the waters parted and they passed through on dry ground. Lord, in the Egyptian army, when they came through, they were swallowed up by the waters. And Lord, when your people were out in the desert and they were thirsty, you provided water for them. Lord, when they were hungry, you provided manna. When they desired meat, you provided quail. For that is who you are. You are the way maker. You go before us. You follow after us. And you are always with us. Father, we thank you that you are always making for our ways are not your ways, and our thoughts are not your thoughts. But, oh God, you are mighty to save. You are mighty to save. You desire to bring living water into our deserts. Father, I thank you and I praise you that you do not leave us as we are. You continue to draw us to yourself. Hold us this morning in your presence as we hear the word go out. Let it touch our hearts and our lives. And again, let it change us for all of eternity. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Can be seated. God has had me on an interesting path over the last several months of uh, releasing control of my life in every way. I felt like over the last three or four years I've been wrestling to hold control, and God's broken me in a lot of ways um, to just walk in His control and to walk in Him as the waymaker, as the promise keeper of my life. And uh, that's who He is. Amen. That's who He is. 
If you're new with us this morning, uh, we just want to connect with you. Or if you're even joining us for the first time online, there's going to be a number on the screen that you're going to see. And we want you to take out your phone right now uh, and to, to uh, text to that number the word welcome because in the next few days, one of our staff is going to connect with you just to begin to develop a relationship with you. So if you would take just the step, it's a bit of a leap of faith, maybe some courage to do that. Um, I promise it won't be scary or weird. We just want to get to know you a little bit better. So uh, take your phone out, text welcome to that number, and we'll connect with you soon. Also, if you are interested in staying up to date uh, with any major changes that happen with services or other scheduled things, uh, we have a text chain that you can get in. And uh, on this text chain, all you have to do is just dial the uh, same thing, that, that number that you see on the screen, text to that the word update. Now, keep that separate. So this one's update. The first one was welcome. And if you text update to that, we'll put you in, in that chain. And uh, the text will come out to you if any major changes happen. Obviously, we live in some uncertain times where things honestly change day to day. And so we just want to keep you up to date with anything that's going on. We don't text a lot to that. It's very rare, but it's in instances where it's last minute and we want to catch someone. So if it's snowing out or if something changes with service times, that kind of thing. So uh, text to that uh, number and we'll get you on, on, that, uh, on that text chain. We have two really cool things coming up here at the church. The first is our Doe Holy Night, which is for our Gen Now kids. So if you have a sixth grader or younger, we want you to be a part of this. Uh, it's going to be a really cool night on December, December 11th where it's a drive-through event where you come through here. There's going to be a kit for you. And last week I said uh, that you're going to have dough in there. That's not true. You're going to make the dough. There's going to be stuff in there to make it. Uh, so someone joked that we should have Homer Simpson be like the person for this. Do you guys remember Homer Simpson? Does anyone remember Homer? Yeah. He, what did he say? He was like, no. Yep. So you can think of that now. So now it's stuck in your mind. Uh, so Doe Holy Night, December 11th. If you want to sign up for that, uh, what you'll do is you'll go out here right out those doors after the service. Go to the orange wall, the next steps table. You can sign up for that and participate with that. Uh, let us know that you're coming so we can prepare a kit for you. So mark that on your calendars and hope that you'll join us. The last thing that's going on is our Operation Christmas Child boxes are collecting today. So some of you took boxes over the last few weeks and uh, you filled those up and today is the day to bring them back. So if you're sitting there right now and you're like, oh my goodness, I think I forgot that. That's okay. Uh, hustle home right after the service, okay? Don't go right now. Right after the service, hustle home, bring them back and we'll get those uh, collected. And then these are going to go off to a distribution center that then are going to get sent all over the globe just to show the love of Christ uh, to these kids and their families. It's an incredible ministry. So don't forget to do that if you left that at home bring that in, or even if it's in your car. Uh, so the last few years, we have uh, sent a team to Germany to partner with uh, a missions group over there, and uh, we've been a part of their uh, English day camps. So um, this year, due to COVID, we're not going to be able to send a team over there, which is super sad. Um, but they're giving us four opportunities for our church to still partner with them and help them carry out that ministry even from afar. So Monique, this is Monique Hurley. Everyone say hi, Monique. She is our Gen Now assistant. She's on our staff, but she's also our Germany pro because she's been there a lot. So share with us what, what we're going to be able to do as a church. Yeah, good morning, guys. Thanks for the welcome. Um, so, yeah, we've sent about 15 different people over the course of about five years. I think it started in 2015. Um, many of those people from Fresh, those 15 from Freshwater have been multiple times. Um, so it's kind of a near and dear ministry to many of our hearts here. And many of you have given to send us over there all kinds of ways, prayed for them. Um, so we were super sad to hear we weren't be able to go this year physically be there to help them with camp, but we are excited that they contacted us still and said, hey, we still want you guys to partner with us. Those relationships are really important. The people here are going to miss having you, um, that kind of thing. And so anyway, there are four ways that we can partner. Um, 
The first way is typically when we go over, we take some gifts to the Germans that um, will be hosting us and that we're, that we're staying with. So we're still going to do that this year. We're going to um, buy the things here and we're going to ship them over there so that the Germans can get the gifts and know that we're thinking of them and praying for them during their week of camp. Um, another way that we're going to partner is Beth and I are going to match up 30 of our freshwater kiddos with 30 German kiddos who will be attending camp as a pen pal. Um, the first week of camp, those kids will receive a letter um, that they'll get to read from one of our kids, and then on their last day of camp, they will write a letter back to our kids here at Freshwater. So we're super excited so about that. So our kids are going to be writing letters to the German kids and then vice versa. Yes. How which, cool is Which that? is really, really cool, and it, it, I think it'll be exciting for our kids because our kids' ministry has partnered over the last five years with them in different ways. We've been collecting offering for about a year now. Um, to raise money to buy drums for their kids' ministry over there that they do, and um, we're just a couple dollars short, I think, of that. So I think maybe Woo! even after today, we'll, we'll reach that goal. Um, a third way that you can partner is we are going to create some video clips um, to send over there. They're going to be five minutes or less. Um, it's just going to be some simple acting of welcoming the kids to camp to, w to the country, actually, that they're visiting. It's around the world this year, so each day they visit a new place. So we're going to welcome them to that new place, get them all fired up for the day, that kind of thing. Um, so if we have anybody who likes to act. Are there any people out there that have been in dramas? or You're not volunteering right now, I promise, but we are going to write your name down. So any, anyone out there that's been in dramas? No? I've been to Nobody. middle school and high school plays wow. and musicals, and we have some amazing talent in, in that age group. So yeah. you can, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be an adult. We'll, I think we will we have take some kids fibbers and teens out. as well. I, mean, I don't want to accuse anybody. I think we got some fibbers out there because I know we got some, what, some actors and actresses out there somewhere. Definitely. I've seen them. Definitely. So, so yeah. yeah, if you want to be involved in that, jump on board. And then um, the fourth and final way is we have a, our, our Christmas tree is out there again this week. Um, this week we have little German flags that are up there. Typically, we fill our suitcases with craft supplies to help support them and take them over. Um, so this year, they have sent us a list, a wish list of things that we can purchase ahead of time and have shipped to them. Um, so on the back of the German, car, uh, German flags, there's a picture and an, a suggested amount. We're not asking you to go buy that item. We're actually going to order it off a German website. So we just would like you to write a check or donate cash to be able to go to that. We put the picture so you could see um, how you're helping. So just um, to clarify, when I do that, I don't buy the gift. Don't okay, buy the good. gift, Jake. I need help to, <laughs> to get that in my mind. Don't buy the gift. Don't buy God, the gift. Just bring the cash. Exactly. All that right. would be awesome. Got it. And then we have pictures out there, too. Those are not really for you to take. That's just for you to be able to see some of the people that we're ministering to and serving alongside over there. Um, you'll see some familiar faces from Freshwater mixed in, but it's of the kids, um, who we typically go hang out with and work with, and then the German adults that are there as well. Cool. So if someone wants to participate in something that you said, how should they contact you? Like if they want to be a part of, of the drama or something Yeah, else. you can email me, mhurley at thefreshwater.church. Um, if it's easier, just call the church office, and um, Carrie will hook you up with contacting me. So we'd love to have many of you on board. And Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So another way that we're going to support them is just by prayer. And they've, they've given us four prayer requests that we're just going to pray over them this morning, the Germany uh, group that's over there uh, as they move forward into ministry over the next six months. So let's pray together. God, we worship you as the God who fights for us. Lord, we worship you as the God who in uncertain times is a foundation under our feet. 
And Lord, we praise you that you're continuing to work in Germany. You're continuing to use those that are there. God, we just pray uh, specifically as they deal with COVID and all of the restrictions. God, would you make a way where there is no way that they can begin to just develop relationships, Lord, that they would begin to just be Jesus in the people's lives that they come in contact with and that you would open the doors to have that contact. And Lord, as they head into Christmas and they battle with some of the same things, Lord, it's changing their ministries. God, would you give them vision and insight for who you want them to reach and how you want them to reach them. And Lord, as they look at a a day camp that's gonna be without some helpers from the outside, it's gonna be all locals. Would you raise up volunteers? Would you raise up people? Lord, we know you have something special for even the volunteers and the kids. God, do something through them. Raise up laborers with them. And God, we commit that ministry. Even as we're afar, I know it hurts the teams that have been there. I know it breaks their heart not to be able to be there, God. But Lord, would you work? Would you move? And would we hear about how we were just able to be a small bit of how you were moving and working? Holy Spirit, have your way in Germany. Have your way in that place. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's thank Monique for for joining us this morning. So Pastor Scott is away this morning, and we have the unique privilege of having Bruce Farley, who is the Northeast Ohio Director of Alpha. Let's welcome Bruce. Bruce, take it away. Before uh, Jake leaves the platform, I've wanted to do this for so long. I'm fortunate that Colleen will not let me get away with slim cut pants, or just skinny cut. But Jake and I are in severe competition for skinniest legs in the church, okay? Just had to say that. Hey, Monday, leg day, me and you. All right, all right, all right. squats. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for being here. I wanna say hello to everybody online. It is a privilege and an honor to be here. Uh, let's pray. Father, um, my biggest prayer this morning is that we would hear your heart. So do it. The Lord is in this place. Amen. Okay, first of all, I want to explain this. You got this when you came in. This is a packet, and I think what you were greeted with was this will help you apply the message. All right? This is a practical outworking of everything I'm going to talk about today. This is something called Alpha. I have the privilege of working with it across northern Ohio. Um, You have three things. Number one is this Alpha Everywhere. Anna Kish, where are you? Somewhere in here. She asked me, does this mean there's going to be Alphas wherever we want to go? Yeah. If you would like to have an Alpha in your home, we will help train and equip you that you can reach out to your friends that don't know Jesus. Uh, We're going to be doing an Alpha online. But let's face it, these are crazy times. And we need to be very flexible. So between now and January 18th, We're going to be doing our best to launch Alpha everywhere. Can you say that? Thank you. Let's try that again. That was about as lame as could be. Ready? (laughs) Alpha everywhere. Uh, Not because we want to run on program, but because we want to, especially in these difficult times, extend God's heart to people. And really that's what Alpha is about, giving people a safe place to experience faith. So we've got the Alpha Everywhere card. We also have Why Christmas. This is an adaptation of a booklet that Alpha puts out called Why Jesus. We have as many as these for you as you want, okay? 
and this is something you want to send it out in a Christmas card, you want to give it away, you want to take them to work, we have literally several hundred of these. So I want to encourage each and every one of you, call the church office if you need more. We'll have more here next Sunday. But we want to do our best to resource you to help bring Christ uh, to a world that's pretty seriously reeling right now. And the third thing we have is an alpha car magnet, not a bumper sticker, a car magnet. That means it peels off without taking paint. Okay, if you can't stick it, if you're, it's an old Saturn, it's made of plastic, you can package tape it to the back rear window, okay? But the goal is not like, let's get the branding out about Alpha. The goal is to let our entire greater Wadsworth this whole area know there's a safe place where you can come and you can explore faith. Because God knows, whether it be online or at a coffee shop, wherever it is, we want to, as a people here, the church, in this city, in this area, we want to express God's love to people. Amen? Oh, that's lame too. I gotta, I mean, I've, I gotta hear it. Amen? Amen. Thank you. This, let's just keep it going. I'm gonna talk today about cataract surgery. Seriously. It's one of the things I'm gonna talk about. The title of today's message is 2020 Vision, See With New Eyes. What do I mean I'm gonna talk about cataract surgery? And be forewarned, I'm gonna mix metaphors today, and if it's, at least if you know where we're going, I'm gonna talk about 2020 vision, the way we see, and I'm gonna talk like, do you have 2020 vision? I'm also gonna talk about 2020 vision in terms of God's people seeing the moment we are in and seeing it very clearly and living effectively in this moment that we are in. I was on a prayer call that Alpha Ohio did right at the beginning of the pandemic, and I heard this lady say on that prayer call, a lady I really respect, I heard her say, give us 2020 vision. And I can't really explain it, but that thing this stuck with me, and I could not forget it. It was like it kind of haunted me. What does 2020 vision mean? And there was one other thing. Matthias Sovine was so good to introduce me to a song called Here Again. And that idea of 2020 vision and that song, Here Again, have in a really positive way haunted me during this entire thing. The lyrics to that song are, not for a minute was I forsaken. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. Come Holy Spirit, Dry bones awaken. The Lord is in this place. And I want to recenter us today, I hope. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I also was like, where's my mask? Then I realized I don't have to wear it right now. We are in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, numbers are only skyrocketing. We want to put 2020 behind us, but I pray that we, in a real way, never put 2020 behind us because I pray that as we are in the midst of this 2020, it would clear away a lot of static, a lot of noise, even areas where the church has just become, I would feel very broken, very distorted, not very pretty, not, 
and I'm going to be emotional throughout this, so this got to deal with it. God wants his people to be living his heart in a totally lost world. And it was interesting, I heard that 2020 prayer, and it says, I mean, the course of the year has been crazy. It went from pandemic to economic challenges, from economic challenges to cities being on fire because of, honestly, black individuals just not hearing their voice being heard. And there are other views on that, but I get it, okay? All the way up to the most tumultuous election that I'm aware of, at least in America's history. So it has not been an easy year. But it's interesting, Jesus says uh, in John 4, 34, and 35, my food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. It's kind of funny, what Jesus is saying there, his disciples are out getting Chipotle, okay? Man, this is a hard, hard crew, Okay. That was a joke, okay? Like, I tell a joke, you laugh, okay? They were out getting Chipotle, and they come back and go, Jesus, we got your burrito bowl. And he goes, excuse me. And he's touching the life right then of this very broken woman. And he goes, guys, we can eat later, but I want you to see this. I want you to see with new eyes. The field is white for harvest. People are deeply hurting right now. And I want to bring them good news. And I think that that's the kind of a 2020 vision Jesus wants to give us. I'll be honest with you, I had cataract surgery like a week and, no, I don't even know, like five days ago, I guess. What happens in the Christian life as what happens with age? Our vision fades. It becomes distorted. We don't see clearly. And here's the mixed metaphor. I feel that God wants to give us 20-20 vision in the midst of 2020. And my hope would be that the church worldwide, I know that sounds grandiose, you know, go big or go home, I guess. The church worldwide would say, what have we become? And what does God want us to be? Lord, give us 2020 vision this morning. As we look today, we're going to look at the book of 1 Peter. This is an epistle, a letter, if you would, that was written to the collective churches at that point in time. Here's what Peter was aware of. He was aware that persecution was coming. It wasn't what it was going to look like just a few decades later. But the Christians were already beginning to experience some serious discomfort. I mean, fast forward a century or two, and there was a full-blown pandemic. And it was just amazing how the church responded in that. A real challenge to us in this day and age. But I want to look today at three ways, really two ways, that our vision, we lose 2020 vision. And the first one is this. Polluted 
and polarized or peculiar people. Polluted or po and polarized or peculiar people. Let me ask you a quick question. How many of you have seen the Netflix documentary, Social Dilemma? Raise your hand. How many of you were a little bit terrified by what you saw? It, I don't want to say it's like some government conspiracy or something, because that's going exactly to what I don't want to go to. But being involved in social media changes you. They feed your worst demons. If you are like, I'm a right-wing conservative, they're going to send you everything. You're going to have people paying to advertise and paying to, you know, almost create, maybe not almost, but create social movements that are angry. You don't even have to be involved in social media. I mean, let's say CNBC or Fox News. It's creating these two very different perceptions. And, I mean, that breaks my heart for a world that's very divided, but here's the thing. I think it has permeated the church. And instead of being God's people on a mission to love, we're polarized. I was talking to Len between services, and he said, Bruce, do me a favor. Explain to the adults here and the parents that as they're watching the church become uglier and uglier, we are losing our teens. I want that to sink in. We're losing them. We don't want to do that. It says that uh, in this social documentary, it talks about being an echo chamber an environment in which a person encounters only beliefs or opinions that coincide with their own, so that their existing views are reinforced and alternative ideas are not considered. And that's, that's a very poor way to think. I mean, you begin to lose it. I posted a video on Facebook of, I uh, forget what number he was, 40th, whatever, George W. Bush doing this video on unity. That was all it was. It was a really sweet video, well done. And Bush was talking about unity. I might have, I, I got a few likes, I guess, but the, the very disheartening thing, these were all Christians. My liberal Christian friends were jumping all over Bush for the Iraqi war. Maybe justified, but that's how they responded. It was just, it was angry. And then somebody was jumping all over Bush because he wasn't conservative enough. He was a moderate, like it was a dirty word. And all of a sudden, I'm watching this post about unity blow up. And I'm thinking, did anyone watch a video about unity? Did my Christian friends for a moment think, maybe we could do this differently? See, the reality is that the culture around us is becoming polluted with anger and divided and just communicating less and less. That played out in such an incredible way in this last election. In this sense, if you were on the right, and this is a good value, you said, I want to speak up for the sanctity of life. That would even mean the unborn. And if you're on the left, and I'm, let's just be honest, if you're on the left, you're saying, I think the woman that chose not to have the abortion deserves the same basic health care 
that every woman or every person in this room probably has, or most of us. But instead of saying, well, you know what, we want to speak up for the unborn, we want to stand with the, the mom that maybe chooses to carry that birth to term, they're angry at each other and they're, they're becoming enemies. And God's heart, for the single mom, for the child, for people, is getting lost in the midst of that. It's, being, it's just not being addressed. Tim Keller in a, um, and here's the thing, they go, you're my enemy, you're my enemy. Tim Keller in a New York Times op-ed piece called How Do Christians Fit Into the Two-Party System? He wrote, the problem with being identified with a particular party is the problem of what the British ethicist James Munford calls package deal ethics. Increasingly, political parties insist that you cannot work on one issue with them if you don't embrace all of their approved positions. I'm just going to put this out there. There are people here, and I know you both, who voted for one person and people who voted for the other guy. Here's all I would trust. You did it out of conscience and reason with a biblically informed worldview. And, I mean, we should respect people who voted differently than we do. If they're trying to follow Jesus, come on. So there's this difference between this this polarizing thing and really what we're called to be. I was talking to a friend of mine, Don Everts. We're hopefully going to have him in to do a sermon here or do actually a weekend seminar. He's written several books We've had him in three times before with Alpha. And we were talking on the phone a couple weeks ago. I said, Don, what, what do we do? And he goes, Bruce, I heard somebody say it recently. If I'm going to follow Christ, I'm a political exile. There isn't a party that I identify with. I identify with Jesus Christ, his kingdom, and bringing his love to a world that so desperately needs him. In politics, it becomes kind of this whatever. And I don't mean that, I mean, is it important, all that? Yes, but see, what we have given into is polarizing, polluting stuff. And using an old school uh, King James passage, Peter is writing this letter, and he says this, Peter lays out something so radically different because Let me be so clear. Ask a lot of students. Polarizing, polluting media, politics, etc. We're losing this generation, as I already mentioned. 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10 lays out, and here's the King James Version. It says, Ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him, who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. In other words, there's something where this peculiar people are polarizing pollution. We are to be so radically different that the world, the watching world, the people that need, they're dying to know Christ. It is a crazy time. It is not in the near future going to get better. 
don't make a vaccine some sort of idol because here's the reality, we are in the midst of a crisis and I don't think God wants us to waste the crisis. He wants us to see something so much clearer. I love the, uh, the message version of it says, but you are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him, to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you, from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. In other words, God's people speaking something so different into the world we live in. Speaking unity, hope, love, not pollution and polarization. We don't want to be that way. We want to be peculiar people. We want to be God's holy nation. That's, that's the call of the church. And I don't want to look back on 2020 personally. I, I believe you don't either. And say, did I miss the opportunity to become more than I am right now? Did I miss the opportunity to move beyond politics? Polarization? polluting language and become more like Christ. Falling to fear or fighting with faith? And I want to tell you before we move on, Alpha is an invitation for people to come together without judgment and be truly listened to to provide that hope. Falling to fear or fighting with faith? How many Lord of the Rings fans? There's got to be a few of you. Okay, there should be more we're gonna have a movie night here for three, 12 hours total, I think, with the extended cut. There's this classic scene where Frodo, and if I try and explain it to you, I'm gonna lose you, so just stick with the principle, okay? Frodo has gotten a hard assignment. And he goes, Gandalf, why did the ring have to come to me? Why did I have to be born for a time such as this? And I'm sure we felt that way. This like sucks. We're all wearing face mask. And Gandalf says so wisely, goes, Frodo, church, ours is not to choose the time in which we are born. Ours is to choose what we will do with the time we are given. Church, the Lord is in this place. He wants to change our hearts. He's saying, church, will you be the church? Will you? Will you love what does it look okay? We don't want to fall to fear like, oh, the world's coming to an end. We're going to be preppers. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. What does it look to fight back with faith? And Peter, in writing this epistle, is so good, but I think he defines, all right, we're ready for a fight. Let's do it. Let me put it in this perspective. I don't think there'd be a Churchill that we would know of without World War II. 
I don't think there would be a Norm Schwarzkopf, for those of you that are aware of more recent history, if there wasn't a desert storm. And I think God's calling us to choose to view our moment and the time that way. The church was built for this. But here's what Peter says, and it's so counterintuitive. Three chapters, nine times he tells us this one simple thing. Do good. Live such good lives among the pagans. They'll accuse you of doing wrong, and they may see your good deeds and glorify God. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk. We justify, we give reason for the watching world to say what they say. Because there's not love. And that's what God wants to do. But how is it to your credit, uh, get this one, if you receive a beating for doing wrong. Church is pretty beaten up right now, but if you suffer for doing good, this is commendable to God. Turn from evil and do good. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? It is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. And this is how he wraps it up. For then, those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and do what? What does it look like to fight back with faith? Continue to do good. That's it. 2020 vision means seeing with new eyes and seeing and in seeing to go and do good. I remind there's an individual here this morning who uh, a high school senior felt led to pray for him. And now both of them are on Alpha. It's because a high school senior felt led to do good. And I think there's so many of us here that if we could say, God, you're in this place. Help me do good. And after I'm done doing good, keep doing good. And after I'm done doing good, keep doing good. It's fascinating. We won't look at it. But in past history, Eusebius was the bishop of uh, Cyrenius, I think it was. This is third, fourth century. And he noted he was both a bishop, so a church leader and a historian. And he said that what set the Christians apart in one of the first plagues recorded when the, after the church had come into existence what set the church apart was that the elites ran for the hills, the wealthy. And the church stayed and cared for the sick. In those areas where the church responded that way, history will at least, it appears, tell us that the mortality rate in some of those plagues was reduced because the church chose to do good and not fall to fear. That's what it looks like to fight back with faith. Man, I, I wish I had time. I uh, reached out to Lori Beal, the director at the garage, Nancy Welps, advocate for Akron Pregnancy Services, Melody Raines, executive director of Wadsworth Fish. I took the opportunity to reach out to all three of these women, and I wish I had time to tell you the good they are doing. The babies that are able to come to term because somebody cared and walked alongside that mother and resourced them. 
the kids from the garage. I mean, I don't know if you guys realize this right now, but uh, the National Center for Disease Control did a poll or a survey, a study at the end of June of 2020. Not even now. One in four 18 to 24 year olds. This is where a question was worded, has seriously considered suicide. Think they're looking for love? That's us. God's people. Filled with his spirit. But it means turning away from some other stuff that's really distorted who we are. Why car magnets? I'm dead serious. I mean, it's like, uh, is this like something just about Alpha? No. I hope we get 200 car magnets out over the next few weeks and then people just begin to invite somebody to an Alpha everywhere, everywhere. And you're able to say, you know what, that's the safe place where you can go be loved. I'm looking at people this morning who are here, who know Jesus, because they found a place where they could belong before they believed. And they came to know Jesus. Alpha is not a program, it's a resource to help us be those people who've been called out of darkness into marvelous light that we can call others in to marvelous light. Nikki Gumbel, Alpha Pioneer, has said the church should be famous for its love. We want to be, Freshwater Church, do you want to be famous for God's love? Yeah. And nothing else. Nikki Gumbel said the church should be famous for its love. Unconditional love breaks down barriers, puts people on their feet, restores and heals. Point number one, polarized, polluted, peculiar people. Point number two, don't fall to fear. Fight with faith. Point number three is pretty simple. Love everyone, always. What do I do, Lama? That's really hard sometimes. That's what we need to know. Come Holy Spirit, dry bones awaken. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. He's in my heart. He can change me. He can cause me to love. What are the signs of the end times? What do we need to be aware of? Jesus put it very clearly. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. You should be much more afraid of your heart growing cold than you should COVID-19. I must be much more afraid of my heart growing cold than I am of COVID-19. Because if I just retreat to fear, all the beauty that God wants you and I to bring to this world is restrained and held back. But if we fight with faith and do good, it can be changed. Peter writes as he's coming down the uh, home stretch of this uh, epistle, above all, love each other deeply. He starts by recognizing, yeah, the world's kind of falling apart. 
probably going to get persecuted. Tough stuff is coming. What's my solution? Love each other deeply. Love each other as the body of Christ. Don't let the political static and the pollution and all that. It's so secondary. So secondary to our identity as Christ followers. One of my favorite quotes from John Eldridge is this. Can we read this together? The Christian life, I need to hear you. The Christian life is all about to love in the midst of a war. The Christian life is about learning to love. Why do we do Alpha? Because being heard is so close to being loved that the average person, for the average person, they are almost indistinguishable. Because if I listen, I value. If I listen, I'm not asking you to jump through my hopes. I'm giving you a place to belong before you should ever choose to believe. Love everyone always. I think it's helpful sometimes to be pretty honest about when you fall flat on your face, so I'm going to tell you one of those stories. It's about three years ago, Mother's Day. I'm buying gas on the way home from the restaurant with Colleen. We just left some of our family. And the pump won't take my credit card. So I walk into the gas station. I got to do it on pump number whatever. I got to pay for this. And there's this gentleman in front of me, very tall, very skinny, with bright orange hair. And I go, that is some interesting hair, this trying to engage in his world. And his answer was like, oh, thank you. It was, it was just straight up, it was very feminine. And I, I honestly don't think I'm like homophobic or something, but it's just like, I just judge that guy. This guy's an idiot. And I'm walking out to my car, and this is, I, this is, I don't want to offend anybody, but here's the word that was coming to mind. I, I, I wanted, there was somebody I wanted to call because I knew they would find it hilarious. And I wanted to get on the phone and say, dude, I just met the biggest flamer. And I went to pump the gas and I heard God say to me how do you think I feel about that person and just something changed in my heart I got some new eyes God did some cataract surgery when I was done pumping my gas, I walked back in. And I just said to this guy, so I, I, you know what, Lord, help me love. I said to him, how was your Mother's Day? Did you get some time with your mom? Nothing changed with him. Something changed here. I said, 
did you go to your mom's? He goes, oh yeah, and it was still an effeminate voice. Says, I had barbecue, and if, I mean, this would be an individual who was, who was black. That was, that was not an issue at all with me, at all. But all of a sudden, I was enjoying hearing his selection of meats at his Mother's Day celebration, thinking, I was just like, man, I wish I could have been there, and we're laughing, and there's life there. So I was just trying, not trying, I was. It was just flowing. I was bringing the kingdom. And then, as I was walking out, this really emaciated, worn out on life woman walks in. I just open up the door for her, just hold the door like, God, help me serve this person. I go, how was your mother's day? Assuming she was probably a mom, and assuming she had a whole lot of regrets. She goes, it was all right. I said, ma'am, from me to you, have a blessed Mother's Day. She just looked at me, she goes, thank you. And I walked out to my car, and I got in the car, and I shut the door, and I wept. It's like, God, I don't want to be that other person. I want to be a peculiar person, not for all my quirks, but because I love well. And I honestly believe this morning that you want to and we can become a church where we are living our life of love in this community. We can be famous. Wouldn't it be awesome if Freshwater Community Church, man, they love well. They love well. Would you all stand? Please. Online, please enter into this. If there's some way that God spoke to your heart this morning, we're not going to obviously ask people to come forward or anything, but if there's some way that God spoke to your heart, say, God, I need some cataract surgery. I want to see people differently. Could you raise your hand? Please just hold them high. This is before you and the Lord. I would just like whoever's with you, husband, wife, mom, dad, whatever it is, if you could just, and if it's, there's like six girls, bless you ladies, just, yeah, lay hands on each other. Lord, it's 2020, and it's really hard. But not for a minute have we been forsaken. As hands are laid on people, even in a COVID-compliant area, we just ask you, Lord God, send your Holy Spirit on this church that we may become famous. We're going to take just a minute to turn that song that I mentioned from the beginning of the year, turn it into a prayer. Jacob.
not enough unless you come will you meet me here again cause all I want is all you Spirit of God. Let this church, these people, be famous for your love. Fill us afresh. Use us afresh. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Give the booklets to people who don't know him. Walk out to your car and put this on your car. Begin to pray for maybe your life, what it would look like for Alpha Everywhere. Not as a program, but as a community where some people can find love, find hope. God bless you all. Thank you. got a couple things. Uh, many of you probably already saw the video uh, that I sent out this week responding to some of the new advisories. And, and I want to give you just a little bit of the heart. Um, you actually just heard the heart behind a lot of the decisions that we as elders and staff have to make to keep worshiping. Uh, know that we do that prayerfully. We don't do it flippantly. We don't do it out of fear. We do it for what's best for us as a body and for those out there. You see, we deeply care about those out there, those who are working in this and around this, those who see us as followers of Christ and say, what are they going to do? Uh, and this week I was actually convicted. Uh, some of you know that we had to cancel daddy-daughter date night because part of the plan was to have this huge party in the parking lot. And we said, what witness does that tell to our community? 
And so it hurt me and, and the young adults who helped plan this to say no, but we said, this is what's best. And what you're about to see is a picture of Charlotte Pond. This convicted me deeply. Her daddy-daughter date night was canceled, but look at the joy on her face anyways, over a pink triceratops. And as an adult who is complaining about all the things that are going on around me and constantly going, no, this is, this is persecuting me, I look at that and I go, you know, that was second best, but that was still full joy. Guys, that's what we can be. So my encouragement to you as we continue to go through all of this is, is be a witness, glorify the Lord, pray for your leadership. This isn't easy. We spend way too much time talking about this and none of us when we signed on being pastors, thought we would be doing this. But we care deeply about you and our community. So as we keep moving, we're gonna let you know if there are things that are gonna change. We don't know. We're doing our best to stay open. If you don't know that Medina County backtracked on their, their policy from one day within 24 hours to the next to allow us to still be here this morning. So we did it, and we'll make changes as we go forward and see what happens to help our frontline workers, to help our community, to help our at-risk. So just join in on, with us on that. Pray for us. We, we covet the prayer. But today, one of the things I'm going to ask you to do is you're going to be dismissed from the rear. Wait for your usher to come to you. And then we're going to ask you to drop your offering in there as you go out there on the wall. If you can give online, that's even better but we're gonna ask you to leave the building and not congregate. That's one of the new things in this advisory that we're going to adhere to. So please, as you leave, if you're gonna grab a Germany thing, grab it and then head on out. We're asking you not to congregate. And Bruce is holding up the magnet again. Um, we're asking you not to congregate. Uh, we know it hurts to not have fellowship, we get it. We're living it too. Um, but this is us living biblically and living as a witness and also being able to worship. I'm gonna pray for you as I send you. Have a great week. Father God, we just come before you. I'm so thankful for everyone in this room. I'm so thankful for the ones who are online, some who, who can't be here with us, but are still joining in the joy, the joy that Charlotte has on her face that we can all have. Oh, to see the heart of a little one. Lord, I pray that we would have that heart a purity of love as we love others, as we love you, as we continue to be your church. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week, y'all. The worship team is going to play us out.
Not for 